there, my name is Tina Conrad, aka DJ Breast Cancer, and I'm starting a podcast on my journey through breast cancer. My goal is simple, to help explain my journey in hopes that it helps one person. If you are facing breast cancer today, all I can say is I'm sending you my love, positivity, and holding your hand. It is so scary and life-altering. And for those diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, it is forever. If you know someone going through breast cancer, I may have a few tips, but these are from my perspective. Know that every person is a unique individual and all journeys are different. Each journey is confusing at times, nonlinear, painful, but yet there's a sisterhood, a beauty, and a grace. In my own unique journey, I have found some truths, some wisdom, and tips that I will share with you. I am dedicating this entire podcast to my friend Sandy Clausen, my dear friend and pink sister. She passed away in July of 2018 after a recurrence of breast cancer, and she never gave up fighting. This entire podcast series is dedicated to her memory. Mercy, help me now. Today's episode is Balancing Act. It's the tightrope act of living a life of cancer and living a pre-cancer life. You will often hear cancer survivors talking about getting back to a state of normal. And though time does heal and life sifts through the hourglass, I'm not really sure it ever gets back to the same normal, if that makes sense. Tightrope is this feeling that one misstep and everything is spiraling out of your control. When I was diagnosed, I had a big job, had a big company, with big expectations. I wanted to be an amazing cancer superhero, and do my job, and lead my team, and fight cancer head-on. Before cancer, my biggest goals were primarily work and ambition-focused. After cancer, it was though a giant net was put in place, and all these goals and ambitions just didn't stick anymore. There was a gaping hole spotlighting the need for purpose and making a difference. After returning to work from my medical leave, I was hyper aware of the change that had happened inside of me. I still wanted to contribute at work, be a good manager, but there were times I felt outside of my body, wondering what the hell was the meaning of it all. After one bad day at work and the weight of the world on my shoulders, I wrote these words. My husband, he was my rock, always made me feel beautiful each and every day of cancer. And together, we slow danced in the kitchen. Here's my poem, Slow Dancing. Slow dancing in the kitchen, my eyes buried in your chest. When we move and sway, we forget about all the rest. How could you know that Martina's song is what I needed? To erase away the pain of the day, you honestly succeeded. The song's all downloaded, your heart and mind swirling. As you hold me really close, together we find life beyond twirling. Dance like nobody's looking. Dance like there's no tomorrow. Dance and hold me forever. 
dance to erase the sorrow. There was one day with a cross-functional meeting that started in the afternoon and was, I guess, meant to solve the world's problems. There was no end time, and it was literally like a Saturday Night Live skit as one person blamed another person. There were no solutions, no new ideas, just a whole lot of finger pointing. With no time to eat or go to the bathroom, I could feel my stomach internalizing all of it. Eventually, at 6.45 p.m., I just quietly walked out of the room. I knew I had to change jobs. It wasn't enough to do a job. I had to have a connection, a deeper meaning. I know I mentioned I voluntarily took a demotion and went into a buying position with managers that focus more on work and less on the drama. I had a young associate buyer working for me, and I truly did enjoy training her, traveling with her to China, showing her the ropes. I realized more than ever that I loved teaching and developing others, sharing my knowledge with others. Still, I searched for a greater tie to breast cancer and a deeper purpose. I interviewed with Vera Bradley in the June of 2015, meeting with the merchandising team and also with the foundation director for breast cancer research. Together with the director, we cried and shared ideas, and to see how involved a corporation was with breast cancer made me realize that I had to do more. Several interviews later, and I was waiting for a response on an open position within merchandising. I went for a walk at my current job, and everywhere in the prairie landscape was dragonflies. It was calming and peaceful, and I just felt it was a sign. I went back to my desk and Googled the meaning of dragonflies, and in no uncertain terms, it told me what I was searching for, imminent change. Finding a job with meaning, one with ties to breast cancer, was so important to me. Maybe it's less about balancing and more about finding my way. Maybe it's more about making a difference and being the change you want to see in the world. On my first weekend driving to Fort Wayne, as I neared the new town I would call home, I saw the most magnificent rainbow. I felt I was where I needed to be. How has breast cancer changed your life? How did your priorities change? My new normal is more about the little things, like a walk in the morning or making a meal from scratch. I do think cancer still comes into my mind at least once every day, but more as a reminder of what I still want to accomplish. After my diagnosis, I've given countless speeches on life after cancer and utilize more of my free time to give back to the breast cancer community. Each year, I set a physical goal, like running a half marathon, in addition to personal goals. This year, my personal goal was to start a podcast series. If one person listens to my story and gets a mammogram, I am supporting change. If one person engages in conversation with their doctor about their risk factors of breast cancer because of my story, then I have made a difference in the world. And if someone going through cancer needs a friend, I open my arms to you. I'm still figuring out what God's plan is for me, but I know he does have a plan for me. Knowing that actually makes me feel more at ease. I truly view my breast cancer experience not as punishment, but more as an opportunity to make changes in my life, to find deeper meaning in my daily work, and to give back to others. This has not been easy, and there are daily challenges in life that often feel that they take priority. For all my pink sisters, there are many challenges of life after cancer. Work is typically not the same afterward. 
but I can say that finding a sense of purpose makes every day brighter. There's a Winston Churchill quote, it is not enough to have lived. We should be determined to live for something. My something is improving the lives of breast cancer survivors and ending breast cancer in my lifetime. I have a goddaughter, Ava, that is now 12, and another goddaughter, Bevan, that is two. It is my goal to advocate for, advocate for breast cancer research so that they can live in a world where breast cancer doesn't even exist or one that could be treated with a vaccine. You've, also, you've always heard me at the beginning of each podcast talk about my dear friend, Sandy. I wrote the upcoming poem after a conversation with her on the phone. And when some other metastatic friends on Instagram were having much issues at the end, and I needed to express my thoughts on paper. Sandy recently passed away at the age of 61 years young with a 19-year-old daughter, Morgan, a husband, Ed, and so many pink sisters that loved her. Cancer can and cancer cannot. That's the name of the poem. You take and you take and you take, and nothing in your heart no looking back. Don't you see their husbands and kids, their love for life? All you see is an opportunity to attack. You take their hair, their normal lives. You take their body and smile like it's nothing, emotionally void at the seams. Their thin memories of days gone by and former selves feel like distant dreams. But may I remind you, you do not have the power over the heart of one in strife. For there is one more powerful than you, one who knows of a better life. Cancer can change perspective. Cancer can steal your loved ones far too soon. Cancer can take your hair, your body, your bones. Cancer can be a thief of the sun and the moon. But cancer cannot take our hope, our inner joy. Cancer cannot take our love. Cancer will not have the final judgment of him up above. I really struggled with the death of my friend Sandy. I was angry and heartbroken. Angry and heartbroken that her daughter in college did not have her mom anymore. I still cannot make sense of it all. I have a voicemail she left me on my phone and I replay it over and over again just to hear her voice. Having it on my phone comforts me. I even found her Pinterest board and recently looked at the pins she had saved. Somehow it all made me feel like she was still here. I went for a run a few weeks after she passed away and there was a cloud formation. There was the most beautiful and unusual cloud I'd ever seen in the shape of an awareness ribbon. I truly felt at peace and that she was sending me a sign that I would know and recognize. It stayed in the sky the entire time I ran, slowly fading into a larger cloud. And then a few weeks after that, I saw another cloud that I swear was an angel's wing. And again, I felt at peace. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I had people tell me, oh, that's the good kind of cancer to get. My response to you or to anyone hears that is that there is no cancer that's a good kind. I used to think that if you caught your cancer early, you were safe. 
Well, my friend Sandy was diligent about her health, and her cancer was even a lesser stage than mine. While I do encourage all listeners to be proactive about their bodies, know their bodies, know any changes that last for a month, and seek out professional advice. But I will also say, we don't know who will be unlucky. We still have so much research to do in order to understand what triggers recurrences in some and not in others. Cancer should not be about blaming the person that gets a reoccurrence. It should be about empathy and love. It's not fair. It's tragic, and it has to change. Life is a lot different after cancer. I hear commercials for breast cancer now talking about 95% survival rates after five years. But instantly, my mind and my heart go to my thoughts that there are five women out of a hundred that will not survive. Five women that may be moms to daughters who are no longer going to have their mom at their wedding. Or five women who no longer have a best friend to talk or text with. My Tina tip for this episode is find your purpose. It doesn't have to be about cancer. It can be a hobby you always wanted to start. Or maybe it's more time with your family. It can mean a career, a new career. It can even mean applying to go back to school. Write down what you want to achieve and then go get it. If you are in the midst of your cancer treatments, my advice is to allow yourself some time to heal and get back into the groove before you make any major career changes. But you may find yourself and your priorities pre and post cancer are just not the same anymore. Thank you for your time today. This is Tina Conrad with DJ Breast Cancer. Next up is Rock Your Bald Self. Please subscribe and leave me a review. I would love to hear from you and any future topics you want discussed. My website is www.djbreastcancer.org. Please visit for additional photos and links. Thank you.